Today is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. Tucker reveals bombshell evidence exposing Democrat lies about January 6th. Elon Musk says the government is lying to you and Antifa domestic terrorists are arrested in Atlanta by police. Charlie Kirk joins the show, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to miss it. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Now, there may be a media blackout on what Tucker Carlson revealed last night. You can't have questions about the narrative, you see. But ladies and gentlemen, you may black out if you don't get your caffeine in the morning. I certainly do. I need the energy to do this show. We were up late last night. We were broadcasting live at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here we are back in the morning. We'll be live and we need our caffeine in the morning. That's why I trust blackout coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, blackout coffee. I do drink my iced coffee from a little red solo cup. I promise you it's not whiskey. It is black coffee. Royce, is it black coffee? It is black coffee. Rolls Royce confirmed black coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, I would never drink on this show. It's too, too many important things to do. But Blackout Coffee is an important company because it keeps me going, and it's also a conservative company, ladies and gentlemen, fighting woke coffee companies. And I don't like to support the woke. That's why I'm proud to personally recommend Blackout Coffee. This is a coffee company that is 100% committed to conservative values, from sourcing the beans to ro the roasting process to customer support to shipping. They've got incredible work ethic and accept no compromise on taste and quality. BlackoutCoffee.com backslash Benny. Use the coupon code. You'll get 20% off your order. Stop giving your money to woke companies that don't care about you and actually hate you, that lie to you. Go to BlackoutCoffee.com backslash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of a blackout, we didn't have blackout in some honest media. This is what the New York Post cover looked like this morning after the Tucker Carlson nuclear bombshell last night, where Tucker Carlson revealed one massive truth. There are five main lies that Tucker Carlson revealed, and we're going to get to all of them on today's show. We're going to show you in living color how the corporate press lied to you. But this is the one major takeaway. If you walk away from Tucker last night and from us covering it uh, in an hour uh, uh, capacity to cover it and to bring attention to how the government is lying to you, understand this. The big lie is that there was a deadly insurrection at the Capitol. That was the real big lie. Take that away. Feather in your cap, walk away. That's the result of Tucker Carlson's investigation. The big lie was that there was a deadly insurrection. The truth is that the only person killed inside of the U.S. Capitol is a female veteran, unarmed, who is a Trump supporter who was murdered in cold blood without warning, along with many, many other lies. And that is why the media is in ultimate meltdown panic mode right now. The media are working overtime to try and stop you from seeing the show we're about to present to you today and to try and stop you from watching Tucker Carlson because they were the agents of this propaganda arm that lied to you and lied to the American people and they cannot take another knock to their credibility. They're already in the dumpster. They're in the sewer when it comes to their credibility and so they cannot take one more hit. But ladies and gentlemen, the hits keep coming. This is CBS News from this morning. Happened to see this clip and I thought it was hysterical. Without any evidence 
CBS News just calls Tucker Carlson's reporting false. They just up the, the, the anchor just screams into the microphone. It's not true. <laughs> it's delicious. Their tears, they taste like Rocky Road ice cream. Watch. A bit of a fact check this morning after Fox News host Tucker Carlson aired previously unseen video of the assault on the Capitol on his show last night. What Carlson did is use selected clips from surveillance tapes provided to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to claim falsely that journalists and lawmakers lied about the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Scott McFarlane is in Washington. Scott, good morning to you. Uh, you've been following this very closely. What stood out to you? Yeah, Tony, good morning. The narrative last night ignores the tens of thousands of pages of court filings we've read and the tonnage of footage already released by the Justice Department and shown in open court. Mm, Tucker Carlson claims falsely that things happened are falsified. They're false. Don't believe them. Don't watch them. Don't actually present an argument. Don't do the research, CBS. Let me tell you how repulsive this is. Never in my life, and I've worked in journalism for nigh on 20 years, all right? Never in my life, or at least on social media and doing, you know, little citizen journalism myself, I've been at this game for a while. I've devoted my entire life to it, actually. This is all I do. This is what I'll do for the rest of my life. The creation of stories, narratives, truth, facts, that's what I do professionally. I've worked inside of huge publicly traded companies, big media organizations, Manhattan, Washington, D.C. Let, let me tell you a little something. I have never in my life seen reporters that don't want more information. I've never seen journalists that want less information. I've never seen CBS in their gimp outfit with their dog collar on, walking around the doghouse in the yard at Joe Biden's place, sniffing around saying, oh, yes, please throw me another bone. These people are disgraces to themselves. And the reason why is because they don't want information. The only thing that they want is propaganda. Why isn't CBS slobbering over all of this footage? This, from a pure journalistic perspective, shouldn't you say, wow, this is interesting. We've never seen this footage. This is very interesting. This actually is countervailing. That's what a true journalist would do. What an ass-kicking, kissing, boot-licking apparatchik would do would be to say, it's false, it's not true, it hurts my feelings. A real journalist would say, maybe I don't like Tucker Carlson, but it's very interesting that he's getting all this new information. It's very interesting that he's getting all this new data. Perhaps this adds some more complexity to our narrative, to, to what we've been told by the government, because we don't trust the government, because our own our only job is to keep the government in check. That's why we're in the First Amendment. But no, no, ladies and gentlemen, the ball gags are too hard in the mouth, and these people are too disgraced. So what did Tucker Carlson say last night that has got them in such a apoplectic sweaty, furious uproar. It's false, don't look at it! Ah! Incredible. CBS, of course, in that same segment said that Tucker Carlson has 3.5 million followers. I bet he got 5 million followers last night. I bet this is the highest rated Tucker Carlson show in history, what he presented last night. There is no doubt. He just dominates any of these people. And why does he dominate? Because Tucker Carlson speaks the truth. Here's Tucker Carlson beginning his show talking about the one thing he wanted to get out of the way first, which is that the January 6th committee with low testosterone, Adam Kinzinger, uh, menopausal, menopausal woman, Adam Kinzinger, and uh, 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 
uh, Liz Cheney, with the both of them together, seething and weeping and crying and sad, having all the sads, that those people lied to you. And Tucker Carlson made that very clear. He said this is the one demonstrable, important takeaway is that they've lied to you. The big lie was that there was a deadly insurrection. This committee that spent $40 million to investigate January 6th and had all of the evidence and everything laid before them, they purposefully lied to you. Tucker Carlson wanted that to be the number one takeaway. We'll get to the five big lies that Tucker Carlson revealed here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Tucker's Open from last night. With that, here is the video. It doesn't answer every question from January 6th, far from it. But it does prove beyond doubt that Democrats in Congress, assisted by Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, lied about what happened that day. They are liars. That is conclusive. And that fact should prevent them from ever being taken seriously again. We're going to begin tonight with footage that shows you what was actually happening inside the Capitol. The footage does not show an insurrection or a riot in progress. Instead, it shows police escorting protesters through the building, including the now infamous QAnon shaman. Watch. So the number one thread that was always pulled out of January 6th was that uh, the cops and the police uh, were either killed, like Brian Sicknick, and we'll get to that in just a second, ladies and gentlemen. Because that's where they get their deadly insurrection. But that like cops were being fought with, right, by this mob. And that these rioters, and by the way, I want to make this very clear from the outset. There were hooligans inside of this audience, inside of this group of people. Those hooligans uh, did commit property damage. And some of them did fight with police. And those people should should go to jail. Punch a cop, go to jail. That's the official stance of the show, period. And it should be the official stance of everyone. I don't care what color, what colors you're wearing. Punch a cop, go to jail. If you were part of Antifa and you had integrated this, uh, this crowd and you were trying to start trouble, go to jail. If you were somebody who lost their cool and behaved terribly, go to jail. We're not, we're not pulling any punches here. We're intellectually and ideologically consistent here. It's not hard. But this video of the Chewbacca man, as he is called, or the QAnon shaman, uh, being politely escorted by the police officers into the well of the Senate is just astonishing. This was the first big lie. The first big lie is that QAnon shaman burst in to the United States Capitol chamber armed and ready to go, ready to tear the place down. No, in fact, he was escorted by cops who very politely ushered him down to the well of the Senate. Don't believe me? Watch with your own two eyeballs. Dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. For these crimes, Chansley was sentenced to nearly four years in prison, far more time than many violent criminals now receive. What did Jacob Chansley do to receive this punishment? To this day, there is dispute over how Chansley got into the Capitol building, But according to our review of the internal surveillance video, it is very clear what happened once he got inside. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape. The tapes show that Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. 
Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. We counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th. The industry. So a couple of things, uh, as Tucker sort of posited in an interview afterwards, if a cop ushers you into a liquor store and if you get brought to the cash register by the police officer, cash register opens it up and you take a dollar bill out. Well, I guess you've still committed a crime. You probably shouldn't have done that. But isn't the officer accessory to the crime? Isn't the point that there's a uniformed officer of the law with you at all times going to be very curious to the judge in the case. That's certainly what Mike Davis has been asked. Mike Davis is the uh, remnant legal expert at the Benny show. Mike Davis positing yesterday, uh, it's unacceptable for the Biden Justice Department did not provide Jacob Chansley, who's the who's Chewbacca man here, right, uh, with this critical exculpatory evidence. It's more unacceptable that Judge Royce Leiberth did not order it. Then it sentenced him to 41 months in prison. Truly, truly shameful. So, again, there are many Antifa members and BLM members who fought cops, who killed cops, who didn't get these kind of sentences. Oh, yes, Antifa and BLM members killed cops in the street. They weren't ushered around by cops. They were actively fighting and trying to murder them. We'll get to Atlanta in just a second because it's ongoing right now. 23 members of Antifa trying to kill cops not being ushered around by the cops trying to kill them. Will those Antifa members get 41 months in prison? Great question. Does Jacob Chansley have an opportunity to appeal his sentencing given this new exculpatory information? Well, we think he should, actually. It's the Brady rule, ladies and gentlemen. The government, if it finds evidence, it must present it to both the prosecution and the the defense. I mean, this is just common practice of law. This is why a lot of people say that January 6th are political prisoners, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and many of them are treated as such. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why they're treated as such is because the hyper rhetoric, the heated up rhetoric around this issue got so intense and so hot, and they so desperately needed this to be called a deadly insurrection that these people, and I will tell you, there's a lot of stuff on here that makes my blood boil, We are friends with Josh Hawley. We know Barry Loudermouth. There are lies said about Republicans. There are lies said about the MAGA movement. 73 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. They tried to lie about you. They tried to call this a terrorist movement. I am hot under the collar today. I'm angry, but nothing will get me angrier than this. This is, this is, this, this is my, this is the peak, okay? Because what they've done here, as somebody who has a number of law enforcement officers in my family, knowing that those law enforcement officers may be going off to their death every single time. They got military members in my family, law enforcement officers in my family. There are people who do tough jobs, a lot tougher than this job. And those people go off and they may not come back. And sometimes they don't. One of the officers who was at the Capitol that day, his name is Brian Sicknick. This Brian Sicknick had a narrative spun about his death that he was killed by 
the rioters, their hooligans, inside of the crowd during January 6th. This is the narrative that was spun by the press. If you were tuning in over the entire year in 2021, you would hear this narrative on repeat. This is how they got the term deadly insurrection. A cop named Brian Sicknick. Watch. January 6th, when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. Certain dates echo throughout history. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th. The mob beat officers with anything they had on them. Hockey stick, a flagpole, a fire extinguisher. Police officers died. Donald Trump supporters who, of course, rioted and killed police officers. By the evening of January 6th, the Democratic Party and its publicists in the national news media had settled on a description of what had happened that day. They distilled an enormous number of highly complex events, events that even now we don't fully understand, into a single emotionally related political slogan, which they've repeated for years with remarkable discipline. January 6th, they said, was a deadly insurrection. There was a deadly insurrection that the right wing is trying to cover up. He incited a deadly insurrection. Incited a deadly insurrection. The violent, deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago it was about white supremacy, in my view. A deadly insurrection. Everything about that phrase is a lie. Very little about January 6th was organized or violent. So what did happen to Officer Brian Sicknick? perhaps you know, already watching. But Tucker Carlson finally reveals the actual evidence in clear, bright, crisp colors of Brian Sicknick, helmeted, healthy, walking around the Capitol that day, leaving the Capitol that day, not killed, as the media said he was, Again, this is the these are these are the the filthiest, darkest things you can possibly do, which is to desecrate the body of a police officer. And that's what these people did for political power. They used this man as a prop. Brian Sicknick died of unrelated causes afterwards. Brian Sicknick was a Trump supporter. His death is a tragedy. All deaths are tragedies. We certainly are not happy about this at all. But what is far more disgraceful then the tragedy of this officer's death is the utilization of his body, the desecration of his memory to somehow turn this into a, to drag him back into the Capitol and use this as like a totem to worship at for political power. And that's what they did. It's repulsive. It's reptilian. These people are mutants. I don't want to share a country with people that will do that to a police officer's body. It'll make your skin crawl. Watch. And several police officers in the meantime. But Brian Sicknick should not be reduced to a prop for the political ambitions of the Democratic Party. He was a human being. The facts of his life matter, including how he died. To this day, media accounts describe Sicknick as someone who was, quote, slain on January 6th. The video we reviewed proves that is a lie. Here is surveillance footage of Sicknick walking in the Capitol after he was supposedly murdered by the mob outside. By all appearances, Sicknick is healthy and vigorous. He's wearing a helmet, so it's hard to imagine he was killed by a head injury. 
Whatever happened to Brian Sicknick was very obviously not the result of violence he suffered at the entrance to the Capitol. This tape overturns the single most powerful and politically useful lie that Democrats have told us about January 6th. And it was indeed a lie. The January 6th committee knew perfectly well that Brian Sicknick was walking normally through the Capitol. So how did they know perfectly well? Because there's timestamps where these investigators for the January 6th committee went through and those timestamps were logged. So they know that they had that footage of Brian Sicknick walking around healthily in the Capitol helmeted. What did they do? They lied to you and they perpetuated a lie by desecrating the body of a police officer. Do you want to share a country with people who will desecrate the body of police officers? Who will drag those bodies into political arenas to be used as props? No, you add no, I don't No, It's it is so morally reprehensible. And those of us around today who watch this need to understand what these people are capable of. They have no morality. They have no God. Their God is power and they will do anything. They will do anything. They will lock you away from your kids. They will force upon you injections. They will desecrate the body of police officers. They'll do anything for power. They'll start World War Three. They'll open the border. They'll debase the currency. They'll mutilate your children. Anything in the service to their atheistic God, which is the power of government over your life. Understand the enemy you're fighting. Barry Loudermilk, Barry Loudermilk is a spectacular Republican congressman. Uh, we want to have him on the program. We've reached out to his office this week. He was lied to about correction. He was lied about in the press saying that he, because he's a MAGA Republican, was giving tours for reconnaissance missions to rioters that day. You may have heard about it, that Republican members of Congress were giving tours so that people could scope out what they were going to do during their deadly insurrection. Lie, 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 lie. Barry Loudermilk, revenge arc, go. Within hours of January 6th, Democrats alleged a conspiracy. They claimed their Republican colleagues had helped to plan the breach of the Capitol building. There was never any evidence this was true, none at all. Yet it was widely repeated. Our colleagues are continuing to engage with white nationalist extremist groups, the most violent attack on the Capitol since the War of 1812. At one point, the January 6th committee publicly accused Republican Congressman Barry Laudermilk of Georgia of leading a reconnaissance mission through the Capitol building the day before. They were looking for some member of Congress that was involved in all this. The surveillance tape that we reviewed shows this story is a lie, and the Democrats on the committee knew it was a lie when they told it. The so-called reconnaissance mission Democrats alleged was nothing more than Congressman Laudermilk giving a guided tour to his constituents from Georgia, none of whom were, quote, insurrectionists. Laudermilk didn't even take the group inside the Capitol building. They walked through a congressional office building down the street. The FBI totally cleared them. The committee knew this before they actually made their accusations against me. It wanted to create this story that would, uh, you know, fit where they wanted the evidence to lead. Despite the video evidence they possessed proving it wasn't true, the committee included the lie in its final report. Protesters, it says dramatically, quote, took a tour of the Capitol with Representative Barry Laudermilk, during which he took pictures of hallways and staircases. 
If you read the final report, it was a manifesto against Donald Trump. That's all it was. So what would you do if you were in the Democrat Party and you're in control of these narratives and the media will vomit into the face of the American people any narrative you give them? Well, what you would do is you would try and use it for a political weapon. You would desecrate the bodies of officers. You would lie about the nature of that day. You would lie about the Chewbacca man being escorted in. You wouldn't release the footage. Or if you did release footage, you would try to make it hurt your political opponents, the people you fear the most. Perhaps one of the best fighters for our side in the Senate, a guy named Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley is a spectacular senator. He's young. He's a family man. He's a devout Christian. He's a rock-ribbed conservative from the state of Missouri. And, ladies and gentlemen, he had many questions on that day, many questions about the integrity of our electoral process, as he has right to have as a representative of our government. And so what did they do? They clipped tape to selectively humiliate Josh Hawley that day. And they played it in public for their lobotomized seal clapping with their flippers audience to laugh at Josh Hawley. They utilized this committee funded by your tax dollars to embarrass Josh Hawley on a lie. It was a farce. Josh Hawley running away during January 6th, which went, which went insanely viral. It was all a lie. Tucker Carlson proves it here. The committee wasn't accusing Republican office holders of planning riots on January 6th. It was accusing them of running away from those riots like cowards. In the case of Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, the committee and their allies accused him of both. Josh Hawley is a To prove that Josh Hawley was a coward, the committee released video of him loping out of the building on the afternoon of January 6th with a police escort. The tape became a staple on social media. Democrats laughed with derision. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. But in fact, the surveillance footage we reviewed shows that famous clip was a sham, edited deceptively by the January 6th committee. The clip was propaganda, not evidence. The actual videotape shows that Hawley was one of many lawmakers being ushered out of the building by Capitol Hill police officers. And in fact, Hawley was at the back of the pack. The coward tape was a lie, one of many from the January 6th committee. Let's review five lies from Tucker Carlson last night. And this is just part one of his bombshell expose, 45,000 hours of footage from the U.S. Capitol. One, that Josh Hawley ran away from the rioters. Lie. Two, Barry Loudermilk, Republican, gave tours for reconnaissance missions to rioters. Lie. Three, that the QAnon shaman Chewbacca guy stormed into the United States Senate. He was ushered in by cops. Tucker Carlson counted nearly a dozen police officers which is within arm's reach of the guy as they brought him through, jiggling the door handles to try and get him in. Four, that Brian Sicknick was killed on that day, a police officer. Not true. He died days later of unrelated causes. Every death is a tragedy. But this death was five, the biggest lie, used in order to foment 
the big lie, which is that this is a deadly insurrection. When in fact, and we cannot state it enough, the only person who died on that day was an unarmed female veteran Trump supporter named Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered in cold blood and without warning. There are no memorials to her. Nobody shed a tear inside of the Uniparty or our elites. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump to cell phone footage here in just a moment to show you some more very curious things that happened at the United States Capitol that day. And we're also going to be getting to Elon Musk and Donald Trump's reaction to Tucker Carlson's bombshell that is spreading around the world. You, ladies and gentlemen, need proper cell phone coverage. You need dependable cell phone coverage. And you should probably use non-woke cell phone companies that don't steal your data and certainly don't agree with your worldview. That's why I encourage you to switch your cell phone coverage to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is now available on all three major networks. Patriot Mobile is the phone for you. It's the phone that The Benny Show uses. Our staff use this phone because it is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering broad nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. You get great service while supporting a company that is fighting for your God-given rights. Go to patriotmobile.com backslash Benny or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Make the switch today, ladies and gentlemen, patriotmobile.com backslash Benny. We use their coverage on our show and is how we are able to bring you dependable coverage no matter where we are. And ladies and gentlemen, some of the cell phone footage from inside of the United States Capitol building on the day of January 6th raises some massive questions. We want to thank our friend uh, and another creator. His name's DC Drano, Rogan O'Hanley. DC Drano is his account. He's been surfacing some very, very interesting footage on his Twitter account. We'd like to play you a couple of uh, the curious videos today uh, that also raise a few questions, especially from a guy who spent a lot of time inside the U.S. Capitol. I lived in Washington, D.C. I worked inside the U.S. Capitol. I had an office inside the U.S. Capitol. The Columbus doors are these massive 17-foot-tall brass doors, bronze doors, correction, uh, that weigh like multiple tons each. You ain't getting into them. You're not getting into them if you have a breaching device. You're not getting into them if you have a tank. You're not going to get through these things. So how the hell were these doors opened? It's a great question. There's footage of these doors swinging open, and it makes us wonder. Watch. Another thing that we wonder is about the police tactics that day and why uh, they would fire on peaceful protesters. These are things that were very, very strange. The behavior was very strange. And according to the camera, the cameras on the officers, they're saying, whoa, wait a second, we shouldn't be firing at these people. It's just agitating them further. But you can see in the time lapse, ladies and gentlemen, that the police agitation actually pushed and fomented the audience to get more and more aggressive. Not the right tactics, watch. We're going to have to get a reason. What have we got that we can help and push them? Nothing's going to help. The wind is that us. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fucked. Right. The wind is that us. You get hit with a lot of pain compliance when you hit hitting into people. And, and not only that, we're taking out one and ten of them are getting angrier. And since it's, it's, we're multiplying them by hitting them. 
Have you ever seen the footage of the other undercover plainclothes police officers who were in the audience that day? This is a little curious. Now, we've played you the clips of Ted Cruz and um, uh, and Clay Higgins from Louisiana asking the Department of Justice and the FBI about undercover informants in the audience that day. They won't say. But ladies and gentlemen, we have the tape. You can see the undercover officers right here. They, they identify themselves. Go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I uh, uh, there 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 is another piece of footage where a group of officers actually confront another group of protesters and they pull out their badges and they show that they are undercover police officers uh, LARPing essentially as Trump supporters. Uh, what you saw there was somebody who certainly seems to be a member of the sec a security professional uh, pulling glass out of a window. Uh, so it, it does lead to a lot of extreme curiosity uh, and questions, more questions than answers. And that's what Donald Tr Trump is posting on Truth Social. Donald Trump's truths. Congratulations to Tucker Carlson, one of the biggest scoops in history. Donald Trump goes on to say the unselect committee was a giant scam, unequivocally been stamped as a criminal fabricators of the most important day. Pelosi and McConnell failed on security. Police story is sad and difficult to watch. Trump and most others are totally innocent. Let them go. Donald Trump effectively saying, let them go. Now, Donald Trump hits on something I think that is very, very important here. And our friend Cash Patel has told us definitively, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be joined here in just a moment by Charlie Kirk, who I think will perhaps answer a couple more of these questions about Donald Trump in that day. Uh, Cash Patel has told us definitively that he authorized specifically 20,000 troops, National Guardsmen, to stand at the U.S. Capitol. And let me tell you something. I've been up close with these National Guardsmen. They were deployed during the Antifa BLM riots in my neighborhood. Uh, you don't step to those guys. You don't. Those guys are kitted out, tacked out, best training in the world. You do not step to those National Guardsmen. You're not going to mess around with those guys. There is no January 6th if Nancy Pelosi accepts Donald Trump's request that the National Guard be deployed at the U.S. Capitol. But Nancy Pelosi did not accept that request. In fact, and I think we'll find this out tonight because part two is going to be happening very, very soon. Uh, you're going to have a situation where the Capitol Police are left utterly helpless on that day. They are at like half staff. Why is that? Uh, who else is joining in on the chorus here? Well, perhaps the most powerful man in the world, uh, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, who's tweeting last night as uh, various creators online uh, shared this video. This is crazy. The public was misled. Never before seen January 6th footage of Jacob Chastley, the QAnon shaman, being led through the Capitol uh, by police the entire time that he was in the building. Uh, Elon Musk also tweeting uh, that he responded to two tweets and then did a hard retweet, which is very rare for Elon Musk. Besides misleading the public, they withheld evidence for partisan political reasons and sent people to prison for far more serious crimes than they committed. It is deeply wrong legally and morally. You are now seeing the official turning point here on the narrative. That is why they scream and will scream so hard. Don't watch 
Don't watch. Don't watch Tucker Carlson. Please, for the love of God, don't watch Tucker Carlson. They're in panic mode right now because their narratives are completely and totally and utterly collapsing, ladies and gentlemen. Newly released surveillance footage from January 6, 2021 shows Capitol Police officers escorting Jacob Chansley, the behorned so-called QAnon shaman, who has come to symbolize the riot through the halls of the U.S. Capitol, the very doors of the U.S. Senate. The footage aired on Tucker Carlson's Fox News on Monday night shows the officers were fo closely following Chansley as he wandered through the corridors of the Capitol, bare-chested and wearing face paint with a luxurious fur hat and Viking horns. <laughs> Virtually every moment was caught on tape, says Carlson, who was granted exclusively the footage by Kevin McCarthy of 40,000 hours of surveillance footage. This Clay Higgins clip is so important. This is a representative from Louisiana who works very, very closely uh, with leadership in the House. He is a former prosecutor himself, and he's asking Christopher Wray, were there human informants inside of the U.S. Capitol that were wearing MAGA gear? but we're actually working for the FBI on the day of January 6th. Were these people behaving criminally? Because the existence of one of these guys inside of the U.S. Capitol points to a conspiracy theory by our government. If one of those members of the FBI or the DOJ or whatever uniformed undercover service that they have, if one of those guys committed a crime, then that is a conspiracy theory. And then that becomes the largest psyop in American history. And so that is really the question, the ultimate question here, asked by Clay Higgins directly to the director of the FBI. Listen to his answer, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. Watch. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters? on January 6th of 2021. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when... Even our, now, because that's what you I, told us two I years finish, ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people no? We did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision uh, not to share information. Director Ray, gentlemen's time has expired. Cut him off, cut him off, cut him off, cut him off. He's getting too close. Over the target. This is getting a little too uncomfortable for everyone here. You're getting a little too close to the truth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you are starting to see the lies unravel. Somebody who unravels a lot of lies and, man, is causing a lot of fingers to bleed at Media Matters for all of the incredible headlines he gets every single day is my friend Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA and the host of The Charlie Kirk Show, joins us now.
Charlie, I know that you've been following this bombshell very closely. You've been calling out these lies mm -hmm. for a very long time, but now it sure is nice to see the bloody glove, the DNA, the OJ moment, right? It's, it's really nice to see in living color that we were right uh, and that so much of this was built on a lie, the lie that there was a deadly insurrection at the Capitol. That is, in fact, the big, big lie. Do you agree? Yeah, there, there's so many levels to this. I sure hope actually we get justice, unlike in the OJ trial. Uh, so I hope it ends better than that. But uh, look, I, I will say with this new footage coming out, it's very clear that the January 6th committee did a lot more covering up than they did actually investigating. Mm -hmm. uh, they had these mountain, mountain of footage where they said they were looking into all the different details. And the one that bothers me the most that I'm going to be focusing on is the man that was over every newspaper, every media article, which was QAnon shaman or the Chewbacca looking guy, who, if you look at the video footage, he was escorted by Capitol Police, not just one, but sometimes eight officers, very politely, very you know, in a cordial way, like, oh, look, here's, you know, the rotunda. And he was getting a tour by these people. But the federal government saw the aesthetic of QAnon Chewbacca as a way to basically put him as the mascot of the show trial of the quote unquote MAGA insurrection. This man never should have gone to prison. Yes, he went into the Capitol. He was escorted throughout the Capitol. He prayed for the police officers, but this is how cruel and awful our government is. That man is obviously dealing with some mental challenges. Instead of offering some compassionate care that we always get lectured to by the left, oh, we need to have a system that is compassionate. They went for a harsh four-year sentence. They tried to speed up his indictment as quickly as possible to try to put him on display to try to create a fake and synthetic narrative. And now we see the video evidence that he was no threat to anybody. He was pals with the Capitol Police officers. And we're only going to learn more as more footage comes out. You wrote the MAGA yep. doctrine. Nobody knows MAGA better than you. Never seen anyone get more private phone calls from Donald Trump. It's incredible. I've been, I've, I've like, I've been around Charlie a lot. Like, it's, it's amazing. They're like, they're bu literal buddies. Nobody knows MAGA better than Charlie Kirk. So you, this has got to make your blood boil uh, in a very special way for them to utilize this moment to call MAGA a terrorist organization. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the, the MAGA movement is a threat to the regime, and it's a threat to neoliberalism, which is invade the world, invite the world, and import a bunch of stuff we do not need. Those are the three items, the three policy items that you are not allowed to challenge, regardless of who's in charge in D.C., Republican or Democrat. Republicans take office. We're still importing a bunch of stuff we don't need. We're still going to go invade countries who shouldn't inv invade. We're still going to invite a bunch of people into our country. Democrats, the same thing. There might be some disagreements on social policy or judges, but you cannot challenge the neoliberal order that has governed Washington, D.C. post-World War II. MAGA is a threat to that. MAGA is a criticism. It offers some skepticism that maybe it hasn't been a good thing. And so they have to try to use those terms, domestic terrorist and insurrection. And so, But even deeper than that, Benny, which I think is really important, is that they were trying to create a new 9-11 security state hmm. using the Patriot Act and using the FISA courts and using the FBI to try to satisfy a supply and demand problem that now exists in Langley, Virginia, and also now exists in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The supply and demand problem is that there really aren't that many terrorists in America. There just aren't. So they need to create them where they don't exist and call people terrorists who they aren't so they can feed the beast. And no better way 
to be able to do that than call half the country domestic terrorists because they hold politics that they don't like. And so we have gone from a place where they used to make fun of Trump supporters, where they used to make fun of people that they would call deplorables. And now their agenda is to imprison them and treat them in a very cruel way. There is an agenda behind this. And I want to just say the fact that we have this tapes, thanks to Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy, is a big deal. It is a win. These tapes are vindicating. And I think the more we see them, the more we're going to realize just how artificial of a narrative we've been fed. Now, you say there's a supply and demand problem, but I can show you a well springing eternal of domestic terrorists who attacked the White House in May 2020, the real insurrection date. And you watched in horror along with me as Antifa and BLM members assaulted police officers, burned down historic buildings yep. at the White House. We have it. We can't play this clip enough. We have a short clip. Uh, I think we should play right now. This is what they were doing in May of 2020. Uh, were any of these people charged the way that Jacob Chaney has been charged? Go. What you saying? Don, it's a very violent struggle for the bar bar barricade, excuse me, and uh, it's gone back and forth between both sides a couple of times. It seems like the protesters have gotten the upper hand a couple of times. They've been able to rip away parts of the barricade and kind of haul them away and just toss them. And then the police will go and uh, bring another part of it and try to reinforce. And when they do that, uh, the protesters confront them. They throw things at them, uh, and the police try to hold their ground. It has been a very intense push and pull for, I'd say, at least an hour. So, Charlie, um, were any of those people that you saw there ever locked up for 41 months like Chewbacca Man? No. Yeah, very few. And not to mention the recent bombing of the police training center that was under construction in Atlanta, which I find to be very interesting now that the shock troops are being deployed. Why now? Uh, I don't have a good answer to that, but I think that question needs to be asked. Why is all of a sudden Antifa coming back? And we're not just seeing it in one pocket. We're seeing it on our college campus visits. So there's yes. there's a reason why the Democrat shock troops are being redeployed. And there, I, I think it actually might be to strengthen the woke FBI and to give the the worst aspects of our government more power and more influence and more funding. But yes, left-wing terrorism is considered activism, and activism on the right is considered terrorism. And we're in a very dangerous set of circumstances when you can call political opponents you don't like terrorists, and they're willing to use government power to imprison us, to, to spy on us, and to try to stop our movement. So do you think that the DOJ will prosecute federally the Antifa terrorists from Atlanta? No. I, I mean, I hope so. They might, they, they might have no choice. And that Atlanta situation, the more we learn about it, looked more and more like an amateur military exercise. Somebody was planning this. Somebody was funding it. It was 23 people, I understand, from most of which out of state. And who, who, was, who was in the command and control of this? I mean, this was one of the more sophisticated operations that we have seen in quite some time. This was not just a bunch of people at 2 a.m. that decided to go smash windows. Um, and yet the media seems completely uninterested in this. So, but there's a reason this happened. I'm not really sure why somebody's in charge. We can speculate on that. We do know that there was somebody that was connected with the Southern Poverty Law Center that was involved in this. And so, no, I mean, I, I'm not optimistic that the Department of Justice is going to be indicting them anytime soon. So final question, Charlie, and I, I had our producer ALX pull like 40 clips of Antifa violence, and we could do this all day. Uh, burning down of St. John's Church, I think, is particularly egregious. 
uh, because they'd say that on January 6th, people were attacking American history. You don't get more historic than St. John's Church. And they lit it on fire across the street from the White House. It really, that, I mean, that one really got to me, especially as somebody who's lived in Washington, D.C. for a while. So I do have, I suppose, a, a important question because Donald Trump was attacked for going in front of that church and holding up a Bible. Very famous. He held up a Bible and Donald Trump was attacked. He was, I mean, when they cleared out those rioters, uh, I mean, it was like pandemonium from a media perspective. How does Donald Trump combat that? I'm not sure he got the best of that exchange, to be quite honest. Like, how does Donald Trump, if he is reelected in 24, combat the domestic terrorist organization Antifa and BLM in this country? Yeah, my criticism during that summer is that he wasn't harsh enough. He should have signed the Insurrection Act and he should have had military go after these terrorists. I think deep down people had a yearning for law and order and trying to kind of go halfway and half measures, I think, was kind of a mistake. Now, I'm glad they cleaned out the square, but I mean, the media realized that it was actually a losing message. You might remember that summer, Benny, that Trump was down in the polls and there was all this COVID stuff. It was actually the riots that made the race much more competitive hmm. going into August. As soon as Kenosha burned down and CNN said it was mostly peaceful. So look, if Trump wins again, I hope that, you know, he's even more... Uh, He's even more firm against domestic terrorism and uses the power at his disposal as the president of the United States to make sure that left-wing domestic terrorists are not able to burn churches, intimidate political opponents, or literally threaten the lives of fellow citizens. Yes. I think a lot of people wanted – they couldn't believe what was happening in our, in our own country. It seemed like Somalia uh, mm -hmm. for a while there is, is very disconcerting. Charlie, where can people find uh, you and subscribe to your show? Um, they can check us out on Rumble, so subscribe there or subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is growing very quickly, or check out our podcast. Take out your phone and subscribe to our podcast. It's an easy way to support all of us, and we appreciate it. There we go. Right there, The Charlie Kirk Show, 4.7 stars, 40,000 ratings. Charlie, thank you so much thank for you, being Benny. Benny. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, there are domestic terrorists in our midst. It's just not what the corporate press tell you. They did burn down a church. They burned down the most historic church in America, St. John's Church. It looked like this. A moment ago, it does appear that St. John's Church is on fire. The parish office, uh, we went downstairs and it is on fire. I'm going to walk this way. And uh, this is awful. We saw graffiti. Once the door was broken, we saw something similar happen earlier. And uh, as you can see, uh, there's definitely a fire here. Ladies and gentlemen, they also burnt down buildings on the White House. Did you ever get this narrative that they were burning down the White House? They literally burnt down the White House. This was during the real insurrection. The real insurrection happened when people tried to kill Donald Trump, the president. They attempted to storm the White House to kill Trump. May 2020. You heard nothing about it. In fact, these people were defended by our Praetorian Guard corporate press. These people are truly evil. They did burn down buildings, and those buildings remain burned to this day. Rolls-Royce and I went to Washington, D.C. and demonstrated that. It's like an effigy for Antifa sitting right on the White House grounds. Check it out. They lit the guardhouse on fire at the White House. And they're continuing just 
this week. 23 domestic terrorists, including attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center, are charged with storming and torching Atlanta's cop city. What is this about? Atlanta has a huge crime problem. They're building a new police training facility in order to deal with that crime. And now Antifa is burning that facility down. As Charlie just said, they are using military tactics attacking the cops inside of that facility, and they are ramping up their efforts. You can see here, ladies and gentlemen, they're using column tactics, according to Jack Posobiec. Uh, check out this footage. This is wild. Atlanta PD release of aerial video of an uh, Antifa column attacking police facility. This is organized. This is militant. Here's footage of the actual attack here from Jack as well spectacular and you must follow uh this is the police facility and now they're using flashbang munitions i believe those are two i believe those are two police officers and they're trying to hold off uh antifa as antifa then like fire upon them and they're forced to retreat uh, this is a military operation inside of your own country ladies and gentlemen this is what we're facing. The suspected Antifa activists, I'll read the article while you can continue to watch this shocking video. The suspected Antifa activists charged with domestic terrorism over riots in Antifa, attorney for the hard left Southern Poverty Law Center is among them. Thomas Webb Jurgens, 28, is one of the 23 people who were detained after violent clashes between police and protesters at the construction site of Antifa Public Safety Training Center. Others include serial protesters, and most of these people are not from Georgia, so they were flown in. Who paid for the tickets? Fireworks and Molotov cocktails were used to attack police and destroy construction equipment and machinery during the riots on Sunday. Activists have spent months staging demonstrations against something they could dub Cop City. A statement from the Atlanta PD said that on March 5th, 2023, a group of violent agitators uh, used the cover of a peaceful protest uh, to burn down the training center and conduct a coordinated attack on construction equipment and police officers. So where's the domestic terrorist charges? Where are they? Let's see them, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we probably probably won't probably won't be seeing them. And the reason why is because the corporate Democrat Party right now agrees with these tactics. And moreover, if you had any semblance of morality left inside of our commander in chief, it is now lost because as he admits and admitted to yesterday, he has brain damage. You know that Joe Biden walked out on stage and straight up admitted, straight up joked that he has brain damage yesterday. I mean, it's not a joke, is it? If it's like too on the nose, if it's too accurate, is it just painful? Joe Biden jokes that doctors had to take off the top of his head to see if he had a brain. Huh? Here's uh, here's Joe Joe Biden just straight up saying that. Uh, they had to take off the top of my brain, take off the top of my head to check to see if I have a brain. Yikes. Go. And I had uh, these terrible headaches, was diagnosed with having a, a uh, anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. So if you're expecting Antifa to be defeated, you're not going to have that guy do it. Joe Biden uh, continued to tell uh, asinine stories that nobody cares about is story time with old Grandpa Joe. Uh, and he clearly is off his meds. Watch. Lightning struck in a pond behind my house, went up underneath conduit, 
caught the uh, uh, caught fire underneath the floorboards of my house, and uh, it was during the summer. Air conditioning was on. Smoke that thick all three stories. The reason I can show you that is because every piece of furniture had to be replaced because of the smoke. We guess what? My fire company was there to go in and save my wife, get her out, the cat, and my '67 Corvette. Okay, so yikes. Uh, Joe Biden is once again telling the story about how his house started on fire. This has been proven to be untrue, just like most of Joe Biden's stories. In fact, the only story that actually stands up to rigor and had witnesses at it was the corn pop story. Corn pop story was actually accurate. We found the guy who witnessed it. (laughs) He spoke at the same event. Joe Biden did actually attack a young black man. Um, for having too much pomade in his hair and standing on the diving board uh, and and called him Esther Williams, uh, which is a bit of a slur, um, and then tried to fight him with rusty razor blades and chains. That's a real story. There, there are witnesses. Joe Biden said it. So does his friends. Joe Biden, uh, however, is not that man anymore. Joe Biden could barely fight his way out of a paper sack. Joe Biden couldn't find his way off stage yesterday. Watch. <laughs> you going the, wrong, going the wrong way. I got nukes. It's funny. You know, what is not funny is anytime Kamala Harris tells a story, Kamala Harris was doing some nuclear cringe yesterday. This is our nuclear cringe for the day. Kamala Harris asking her mother about why conservatives are bad. <laughs> Go. In fact, I'm going to share with you a very simple story, which is that I went home one day and I said, well, what's why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve. things. <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. <laughs> um. Imagine being so vacuous that and so unloved as uh, as a person that you have to tell lies about your childhood in order to get people to laugh not with you but at you Kamala Harris has told multiple lies about her childhood what does that say about you as a person uh, not sure I know this for sure Joe Rogan is not a MAGA Republican Joe Rogan is not a conservative Joe Rogan calls himself a libertarian Bernie Sanders supporter probably would claim to be a socialist if that brand had any merit to it so when Joe Rogan straight up says hey um, I'm not voting for Joe Biden. I will be voting for Donald Trump. You got a major problem on your hands. Joe Rogan said this bleeding heart liberal says he's vote for Trump, Joe Rogan, before Biden, because he's mentally gone, as we literally just proved for you there in that clip. Americans now have to rely on his sideshow of diversity in the administration. Yo, when you're losing Joe Rogan, who is like a Barack Obama supporter and who I think a natural Democrat. You're losing Elon Musk. You're losing Russell Brand, all these guys. You really have degraded yourself. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call go woke, go broke. This is our segment that we will be working into the show. Our newest segment, ladies and gentlemen, that will be recurring. The go woke, go broke, Joe Rogan abandoning the Democrat Party.
and I go, I would vote for Trump before I'd vote for Biden, just because I think with Biden, like he's no, he's he's gone. Like you know, he's gone. It's you're going to be relying on his cabinet, and I knew his cabinet would be this fucking sideshow of diversity, and which is exactly what it is. I mean, let that one person who stole all the women's clothes, oh, yeah. that Sam Brinton, we we highlighted on the podcast yesterday. Like that's a diversity hire. You you just said, oh, look at this, a man who dresses like a woman and has a beard and a mustache, but also wears lipstick. This is perfect for us. I don't give a. F- what this guy's good at or bad at. I don't give a fuck what credentials are. This makes us look like we're inclusive. This makes us look like we're on the right side. So let's let's hire this person. And that those are the you can't have those kind of people running a Ben and Jerry's. You <laughs> you certainly can't have those kind of people running the fucking most powerful government the world's ever known. It's nuts. It's nonsense. You're in trouble. You've lost the richest, most powerful man in the world, Elon Musk who openly says he liked Barack Obama and that he is like straight up advocating on behalf of Tucker Carlson and the January 6th investigation here, saying the government lies to you, saying that Dr. Fauci should be prosecuted. You're losing Elon Musk. You're losing comedians like Russell Brand, who's been honored by the Dalai Lama, right? Like Buddhists like Russell Brand. You're losing Joe Rogan, whatever mishmash he happens to be. You're going woke, you're going broke. It's going to be our regular segment. We're going to play it. On most shows, when the segments uh, uh, are appropriate, and we really love these brand new graphics that we're bringing for segments on the show. I love it so much. We got to play it one more time. Let's do the intro for Go Woke, Go Broke one more time. Just freaking love this. I told you, ladies and gentlemen, get ready. We're going to go roaring into 2023, and here we are. Something that we always will feature on this show is a Bible verse so that you have some foundational truth to walk in during your day. Our verse for the day, very appropriate for this show. Then you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. John 8 Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is setting us free right now at this very moment. And it is wonderful. It's delicious. It's enlivening. It lifts our spirits. We love seeing the narratives collapse. We're okay with truths that are uncomfortable. Yes, people behaved badly during January 6th. Yes, people who fought cops should go to jail. Yes, Antifa does 20x that on any given Sunday. And they should all be in prison and should be called a domestic terrorist group, which Marjorie Taylor Greene is actually in the middle of introducing a bill to declare Antifa a domestic terrorist group. Good for her. The truth shall set you free. We can live in the truth. We are adults. We can deal with the reality around us. We live in reality. That's what separates us from the left. We are grounded in reality. And that reality for us on this show goes like this. God, family, country. That's what we care about. Pretty, pretty clear about it. And you know what? If you care about those things, hopefully all three of them, if you care about any of them, you're only going to win if you fight. And so we will fight on this show right alongside of you. We'll fight for the truth and the truth, ladies and gentlemen, shall set you free. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. See ya.